Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. Good morning. Today we are in Galatians 3. We're going to be focusing on verse 11 and I'm just going to warn you, um, I did one of those things today where I was flipping my Bible left and right all over the place um, looking at different verses because it really was one of those days where I think words were just popping off the page um, and I, as I was just listening to kind of where the Spirit was leading. Um, But I hope that you are having a great day so far. And that whenever you listen to this, that this would just be a time that you can hear from God. Um, So welcome into my crazy scattered (laughs) thought process and how the Lord speaks. Um, Yeah, sometimes it's really clear and it's like right there in the verse. And there's other times where I'm like, man, like I got to follow this. And I love that about the word of God, that there's always more, that there's always things that I'm seeing that I haven't seen before or that I'm hearing that I never heard that way before. But I'm going to go ahead and read today from Galatians chapter 3. Verses 10 through 14, it says this, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by faith. Christ is redeemed from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through Scripture. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word today. God, I thank you for, again, just the the reality that so many people are going to get to listen to this and hear this, um, and that you're going to speak to all of us as your children, all of us as disciples of you that are hungry for more of your word, more of your presence in our lives. And I thank you for the ways that even though um, we don't know all the names of the people that are listening to this, that there is this sense of community and belonging to something that goes so much farther beyond what we could see um, with our physical eyes, God, but that you are working and you're moving um, through your word today. And we thank you for that, God. And so I just ask that your Holy Spirit would just use these words um, and would you speak to us and help us to remember it is whatever it is that we need to hear today and help us to respond to that. We ask this in your name. Amen. All right. So verse 11 here. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law for the righteous shall live by faith. This is the phrase I was stuck on. This was the phrase, the righteous shall live by faith because it's all over scripture. It's all over the New Testament. And really in the New Testament, you see it used um, by Paul a lot, but in so many different places to talk about um, grace and faith and that it is by um, grace we are saved, faith that we are saved, not by works so that no man shall boast, right? All of these phrases, all of these things. But this idea, the righteous shall live by faith. Um, I'm going to start flipping here a little bit because... Paul here is quoting, and it's even in quotations in my Bible. I don't know if it is for you, but he is quoting from Habakkuk 2, where there's this whole section of the righteous shall live by faith. So I'm just going to read a couple verses in Habakkuk 2, where it says, Habakkuk 2 says, I will take my stand at my watch spot and station myself on the tower and look out to see what 
what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run whoever reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, this soul is puffed up. It is not upright within, but the righteous shall live by faith. But the righteous shall live by faith. So then as I'm reading Habakkuk 2, all of a sudden I'm drawn to the phrase, awaits its appointed time, awaits its appointed time. You see, Habakkuk was seeing all this evil and he's crying out to the Lord, essentially going, when is it going to end? When are these things going to stop? And I have found myself in a similar heart posture of there's different situations and things I'm walking through and saying, okay, when, where's the end, right? Like when is the, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? And this idea of this awaits the appointed time. You see, the resolution for Habakkuk's dilemma here, what he was working through that appointed time was going to come years after. Eventually, uh, the evil things that he was waiting to go away, they were. They were going to be destroyed. But it also points to this time that's going to come for Christ's return, right? It also points to this awaited time that when Jesus comes and he finally returns, that he will establish his kingdom, that he will destroy all evil, that he will take his rightful place on the throne and establish his kingdom of truth, of justice, of righteousness. And and that's going to be one of the things that as we talk about what does it mean for the righteous, those in right standing to live and to walk by faith, it's having faith that the appointed time is coming. And it's looking at these little glimpses of even Habakkuk, the things that he was praying for to be put to an end, um, they were. At the time, the... Um, the Chaldeans did end up suffering the punishment, those people that were being evil that Habakkuk's talking about here. So you can read the story in Habakkuk, but that's just the kind of brief thing that I was looking at. And then was reminded um, of the verse in John chapter one, verse, let me see where it is here in my Bible, verse 11, it says, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and full of truth, full of grace and full of truth. So we know even Habakkuk, right? He's trying to follow God and have faith. And the Lord was crying out, was calling back to him, responding to his prayer, responding to his cry and saying, the appointed time is coming. Just wait, wait, wait. The righteous live by faith. The righteous live by faith. Okay, so then Habakkuk, right, he didn't get to meet Jesus, but now we know that Jesus, he did come the first time. He came, he died, he was raised back to life, he defeated death, he defeated the enemies, he defeated everything that we come up against, but we know that he's going to return one final time, that Christ will return and establish his kingdom of truth, of grace, of of righteousness, But I wanted to um, talk about then this idea of what does it mean for us to believe and receive and become children of God who then live by faith, who are in right standing with him in this type of way. You see, faith is something that um, requires not only just one moment of putting our faith and trust in Jesus, but practicing to continue to trust and rely on God. 
You see, in order for us to continue the process of salvation and becoming like Jesus, we have to continue to walk in faith and to trust and rely on him even after that initial moment of putting our faith and trust in God. Um, I was reading one of my commentaries in my study Bible again when I was talking about faith and it was describing faith in so many different ways. Um, and it was talking about faith as, yes, it is in believing, like fully believing and receiving that Christ died for us. It involves repentance, turning from our sins and turning to walk towards God. Um, it It is about this passionate devotion to God. Um, but the things that then I kept coming back to even more was trust and obedience, trust and obedience. That so much of faith and this idea of the righteous will live by faith is trust and obedience. I even think back to that, those verses I was reading, the story of Habakkuk in the Old Testament of, of seeing that Habakkuk was crying out to the Lord because there was suffering. There was things that were happening that he was saying, God, will you take this evil away? Will you come, right? Will you destroy my enemies? Will you punish my enemies? And God said, okay, write these words down, like put it on a tablet so that people who, who can read these, people can receive this word. And you even think the trust and obedience that came from writing it down, the trust and obedience to write down what he felt the Lord was saying to him in that moment and in that time, right? Trust and obedience. And then the Lord is reminding him, wait, the time is coming. Wait, the time is coming. And, and Habakkuk had to continue to wait for that time to come. Trust and obedience are two of those things that if we're going to live by faith, we have to have. We have to be trusting of God and we have to continue to obey the things that he's asked us to do. That's part of faith is trusting that what he said is true and then acting on it and believing and living obediently in that type of way. You see, this kind of faith, when we start to live this way, truly does start to bring us into this new relationship and the more loyal that we are the more devoted that we are the more that we're going to develop that personal attachment to Jesus the more that we're going to know that it's only his power that's going to keep us moving it's only his presence that's going to keep us going and so I hope this isn't too scattered today sometimes when I'm flipping around I'm like it makes sense to me I hope it makes sense to some other people as you're reading but just thinking what does that mean to the the righteous shall live by faith what does that actually look like? And I think so much of it comes down to because faith is walking without sight. It's believing in something that we can't always see, that we can't always feel. But then a layer of that is trust and it is obedience. It's looking to stories from the past. I think we talked about this last week of, of Habakkuk and Abraham and other people in the Old Testament to see how God was faithful to them and to see, okay, God does come through on his promises. And then we see like how God fulfilled all the prophecies about Jesus. They all came true when Jesus was here on earth. So we know that we can trust God. But now how in our everyday lives here in our world, in our 21st century, how do we trust God? How do we trust him in our day to day and how do we continue to obey and live in a way that is showing him that we trust him showing him that we're all in for him and some of this is even today I was thinking about finances right that can be one of the things that constantly is hard for us to release is is but also one of the biggest ways that we show God that we trust him with all things. And I was thinking again about the tithe and I was thinking again about generosity and investing into the kingdom and trying to show God that we have faith and we trust him to provide by surrendering everything, even our earthly possessions to him. 
And so um, these are the, some of the things that I think I'm remembering today that faith is more than just that one-time decision, but it's practiced, that it's practical, uh, that it's something that I want to continue to grow in my life. So I do need to find ways to practice and to say, okay, Am I trusting God with the circumstances that I'm facing, with the things that I don't see solutions to? Am I choosing to listen and say, God, will you give me a glimpse in the same way that you told Habakkuk and you reminded him? You know, will you remind me? And I feel like today he did that. That you're the one that is seated high. You're the one that's coming to establish your kingdom and I can trust you. And because I can trust you, that means that I can practically start living it out and walking in obedience and living in faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Those who are in right standing with God, those who God is looking upon and saying with you, I am well pleased are the ones that are putting their faith, their trust in him, the ones that are walking obediently towards him. So that is what I'm remembering today. Um, I hope that through the flipping of the pages that the Lord spoke something to your heart and that you would write it down, that you would remember it, that you would even share it with someone and say, this is what God's showing me. This is what he's teaching me. Galatians 3.10 says, For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not a faith, rather the one who does them shall live by faith. Christ is redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. 